Let God transform your life as you listen to this inspiring sermon by Reverend Richard C. Whitcomb. On June 27, 1976, an Air France plane flying from Israel to France was hijacked by terrorists. After stopping in Benghazi, Libya, the plane was then flown to Uganda, where 103 Israeli hostages were held at the Entebbe airport. The terrorists threatened to kill all the hostages unless their demands were met. But the nation of Israel refused to meet the demands. Instead, they sent 100 Israeli commandos to Entebbe, Uganda, to rescue the hostages. Under cover of night, the Israelis landed several planes at the airport at Entebbe, where the hostages were being held. But as the Israeli commandos prepared to rescue the hostages, they faced one problem. The hostages and the terrorists were all in the same room in the same building together. There was no way for the Israeli soldiers to distinguish between the two different groups. If they just went in and started firing shots, they might hit one of the people they'd come to rescue. Then they devised a plan. All the hostages were Israeli Jews and the terrorists were Arabs, since only the hostages would be able to speak Hebrew the language of Israel, they would shout a command to the people that only the Israelis could understand. Anyone who did not obey the command would be a terrorist. And that's exactly what happened. The soldiers rushed into the airport terminal and shouted in the Hebrew language, get down on the ground, get down on the ground. Because the hostages understood Hebrew, they quickly dropped to the ground. The terrorists did not speak Hebrew. They didn't understand what was being said, so they remained standing. The Israeli soldiers then quickly fired at the terrorists, killing all of them and freeing the 103 hostages. What was it that brought freedom to the people? It was the word they heard. But the same words that brought liberty to the captives also brought destruction to the enemy. The same words that brought life also brought death, depending upon which side you were on. There's a powerful lesson for all of us in the true story of the rescue of the Israeli hostages at Entebbe, Uganda. Words have power. In fact, the Bible tells us that words have the power of life and death. If you embrace the right words, you will live. If you embrace the wrong words, you will die. That's why to prepare for success in the new year, you need to reset your words. And by God's grace, that's what we're going to discover in our sermon today. We're going to uncover the truths that will help you reset your words and release the supernatural. But before we find out what those truths are, let us pray. Almighty and everlasting Father, we thank you that you've given us the word of life. Help us today. Transform us today, Lord, that we will embrace your words and speak your words and speak life. We submit to you now, we bind every voice of the enemy that would come to deceive or disturb or distract us. And in the name of the Lord Jesus, I loose the power of the Holy Spirit, the power to give us light and life and grace to obey, that our hearts and our words will be transformed today, that we might walk in your way and achieve your plan for us in 2022. We thank you by faith in Jesus' name. And everybody said, 
Amen. I want to invite you to take just a moment and join your faith with mine right now. I'm believing God. I want you to believe with me. Put your hand on your chest and pray after me. Lord Jesus, speak to my heart. Change my life. Manifest your glory in me. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Truth for Today. I'm so thankful to the Lord for bringing us together as we continue our journey to the new year with the third sermon in our series, 40 Days to Reset Your Life. We're on a countdown to 2022, and as we prepare for the greater things God has planned for us, we need to reset and get ready. Our scripture text for today is one simple verse found in Psalm 19:14. Now, receive the word of the Lord. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. May the Lord bless the reading of his word to your hearts in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. In this simple but powerful prayer from David, we find three truths to reset your words. And here's your first truth today. My tongue controls my life. You see, our scripture text begins with these words. May the words of my mouth. So your first step to reset your words is to understand the power of your words. For the fact is your words control the direction of your life. If I listen to you for a day, I can tell you where your life is headed. I don't need to be a prophet or have the gift of prophecy to be able to see where you are going. I just need to listen to your words. Now, that may surprise you, but in fact, that's exactly what the Bible says in the book of James chapter 3. Listen to it. If we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. So stop and think about that for a minute. You can be perfect if you control your tongue. If you have control over your mouth, you will have control over every other thing in your life. James goes on to illustrate this truth for us. We can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth. And a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go, even though the winds are strong. In the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches, but a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. And among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. It is a whole world of wickedness corrupting our entire body. It can set your whole life on fire. Wow. Did you hear what God is telling us in these verses? The key to self-control is control of your mouth. The key to setting a course for your life is setting the right course for your mouth. The words you receive and the words you speak determine your destiny. See, the fact is this. Words are like seeds. When you speak them out, you are sowing into your future. Your life will move in the direction of the words you embrace. When you talk, you're planting seeds and you are going to eat the fruit that grows from those seeds. I think we don't realize how often we curse ourselves. But think for a minute about the careless things we say about our own lives. I just can't do anything right. I don't know what's wrong with me. I always mess up. I knew something bad would happen to me. Or even worse, something goes wrong in our lives and we quickly say, I'm dead. I'm dead. How can you say I'm dead over something so simple? Sometimes we miss a phone call and we say, I'm dead. You forgot to return a call and now you're 
dead? The truth is you can't speak negative words and live a positive life. If you have a poor mouth, you will have a poor life. If you want to have God's life, you have to embrace God's words. That's the powerful lesson we learn from the true story of a man in America named Antoine Fisher. Antoine Fisher was born in prison. His mother was convicted and sent to jail after she became pregnant with Antoine. Two months before he was born, Antoine's father was shot and killed by another woman. So before he saw the light of the sun, he saw the inside of the prison. It seemed as if Antoine's life was destined for failure. Since his father was dead and his mother was in prison, the Department of Social Welfare took the baby boy and placed him in a home with a family to care for him. When he was two years old, he was sent to live with the Pickett family. And it was there that his suffering truly began. Antoine was beaten, chained, and attacked. For 14 years, he was abused and neglected by the Pickett family. But worst of all was the verbal attacks against him. He was constantly told, you're a failure. You're a loser. You're a bad boy. He was constantly told that you are to blame for your mother being in prison. You are to blame for your situation. He was insulted and condemned. You'll never be anything. You're no good. It would be better if you'd never been born. It's all your fault. Your mother's a prisoner. Your dad is dead. You're evil. There's nothing good in you. The words nearly destroyed little Antoine. Imagine growing up like that. The boy had been removed from the prison of iron and steel and placed in a worse prison, a prison of hatred, hopelessness, and harm. It looked as if Antoine had no future. When he embraced the words of evil aimed at him, it was no surprise that he fell into a life of crime, hard drugs, and poverty. But it wasn't long afterward that Antoine met a man named Dr. David Jeremiah. Dr. Jeremiah saw something in Antoine that others had overlooked. Dr. Jeremiah saw a man created in God's image, a man with talents, compassion, and intelligence. He began talking to Antoine, encouraging him, and showing him the potential of his life. Slowly but steadily, Dr. Jeremiah's words broke through to Antoine's heart. The same weapons that had been used to oppress him, were now being used to free him. And before long, Antoine embraced the words of life. In believing the words of life and speaking life to his future, Antoine became free, free from the abuse of the past, free from the hurt, free from the hate. Today, Antoine Fisher is a successful writer living in California, USA. His story is so inspiring it has been made into a movie starring Denzel Washington. There are many helpful lessons from his life, but perhaps none as important as the power of words. Words were used to bind Antoine, and words were used to set him free. Words were used to hurt Antoine, and words were used to heal him. Words brought death, and words brought life. Have you ever experienced the power of words? You may not have suffered like Antoine in a family that abused you verbally, but I'm sure we've all felt the pain, the sting of words used against us. 
Your story may not be as incredible as the story of Antoine Fisher, but nevertheless, the power of words can be seen in all of us. You see, God himself tells us how powerful words are. In Proverbs 18, 21, he says this, the tongue has the power of life and death. You know, to be quite frank, the church often seems to concentrate more on what we do than what we say. Many Christians consider your actions more important than your speech. In fact, in most churches, if you commit fornication, you will be disciplined. But no one thinks anything if you gossip. If you don't pay your tithe, the pasta will condemn you. But you can lie all day and no one is surprised. Now, friends, I'm not in favor of fornication or stealing. God forbid. But God does not consider the sin of gossip any less than fornication or stealing. He considers the sins of the mouth equal to the sins of the body. That's why James 1.26 says, If you claim to be religious, but you don't control your tongue, you are fooling yourself. Your religion is worthless. You can sing in the choir. You can head up the ushers. You can be diligent in attendance and pray with great passion. You can blast in tongues at all night. You can fast for 40 days, but your tongue controls your life. And unless you control your tongue, all your church activity is worthless. See, friends, the tongue is the most evident example of your life. Your mouth gives you away. Scientists will tell you that you will spend 20% of your lifetime talking. If you're a woman, it may even be more. In fact, if all the words you speak in a day were written down in a book, it would take 50 pages to contain all of one day's speech. Hey, in a year's time, if all your words were written down, it would fill 132 books. That's why your mouth displays your character more than any other action or behavior. Other things may be done in secret. God forbid, if you went and sinned last night, I might never know. If you stole from your workplace, it's possible no one will ever find out. If you watch pornography, or if you swear juju, or if you have hatred against your brother, those things can be hidden and covered. But you use your mouth publicly every day. And at some time, in some way, your mouth is going to show us what is really in you, for your mouth is the window into your soul. A few years ago, a man bought a new mobile phone. He didn't understand all of its features. He didn't realize it had a lock screen button. And often, when the phone was in his pocket, it would automatically redial the last number without the man knowing. So this man could just be walking along, and his phone would dial the last number, and the person on the other end could hear what was happening. Listen to what the man said. The biggest problem was that I never realized that it had happened. I would go on with my normal life, talking to my friends, and my mobile phone would be on for a long period of time without my knowing that it was on. When I would discover that it was on, I would have this strange fear overcome me. What did I say when I didn't know that someone else was listening? Did I gossip? Did I say something evil? Did I make a joke that I would not want the person on the other end of the phone to know? Well, that's how it is with the Holy Spirit all the time. It's like your mobile phone has accidentally called God 
and you didn't know. And every word you speak is heard in heaven. And it's those words we speak that God watches just as much as our behavior. You may speak politely to people at church, but what conversations are you holding when you think no one else is listening? You may speak softly at your workplace, but what words do you use at home with your children? How many of us live our lives in such a way that our words match our faith? How many of us can say that in our speech, we are perfect? We never lie. We never gossip. We don't backbite or criticize anyone. We're always loving and honest and encouraging. We never complain. We never curse. We never speak harshly. We never use unkind words. How many of us? Yet our words have more to do with our success in life than most of us realize. That's why Proverbs 12, 14 says, From the fruit of his lips, a man is filled with good things as surely as the work of his hands rewards him. It's the words you speak that will determine your destiny. It's the words you embrace and believe and repeat that determine your direction. The fruit of your lips will produce the blessings you seek. Do you know what is bothering me today in the church? We place so much emphasis on the words of a prophet, but we don't put any emphasis on our own words. Proverbs 12, 14 does not say you will be filled with good things from the lips of the prophet. No, it says it's your own lips that will produce good things in your life. Your own words have far more impact on your life than the word of any prophet or any man of God in the world. You are running here and there trying to find what the prophet says, but God is listening to what you say. That's why 1 Peter 3.10 tells us, if you want to enjoy life and see many happy days, keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Your tongue controls your life. But here's the problem for all of us right now. Even though our tongue determines our direction in life, we can't control our tongue. There's no way for you or me or any of us to tame the tongue. Now, that may surprise you. It may shock you. But I'm not going to hide the truth from you at all. I'm not going to deceive you and make you feel good when the truth is you cannot tame the tongue. No matter how hard you try, you won't succeed. You may be a strong Christian. You may be a disciplined person, but you can't control your tongue. And that's why we need to understand our second truth today. My heart controls my tongue. Listen to the next phrase in our scripture text. David prays first for the words of his mouth, and then he prays, and the meditation of my heart. So your tongue controls your life and your heart controls your tongue. That's why you can't control your tongue. All the self-control in the world won't stop your tongue from evil when that evil starts in your heart. Listen to what the Bible says in James 3. People can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish, but no one can tame the tongue. This is the word of God. No one can tame the tongue. Put your hand on your chest and say, I can't tame my tongue. It is restless and evil, full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises our Lord, the Father, and sometimes it curses those who've been made in the image of God. And so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. 
Many of us are guilty of this today. We come to church and raise our hands. Yesu wafata. Yesu wafata. Jesus, I praise you. Then we turn around and say to our brother, Ujimi, get out of my way. Leave me alone. I don't care about you. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. But to solve the problem, we have to understand the truth. And the truth is you cannot control your tongue. The Bible says no one can control the tongue. You see, the tongue is not the root. The tongue is only the fruit. The tongue is not the source of evil. It's the evidence of evil hidden inside of you. That's what Jesus taught us in Matthew 12. Jesus said, you brood of snakes. How could evil men like you speak what is good and right? So if you're an evil man, you can't speak good things. For whatever is in your heart determines what you say. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. And an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. And I tell you this, Jesus said, you must give an account on judgment day for every idle word you speak. The words you say will either acquit you or condemn you. That's very serious, friends. Your word will acquit or condemn you because they reveal what's in your heart. The reason why we sin with our mouths is because there's sin in our hearts. The reason you gossip and listen to gossip is because you have hatred and jealousy in your heart. You want something to be wrong about the other person, so you want them not to succeed. You want to hear all about your brother's failure. And you want to repeat all about your brother's failure because you're jealous of his success. You complain night and day because your heart is ungrateful and selfish. You speak harsh words to your wife and your children because you're bitter in your heart. You can't stop grumbling and complaining and gossiping and lying because that's what's in your heart. Your speech is so negative, people can't stand to be around you. But it's all coming from a heart that's filled with sin. And the reason why so many of us are so easily overcome by Satan is because in our hearts, we secretly want what the devil offers. It's not hard for the devil to get you to sin with your mouth because sin is in your heart. We live in a society that wants to pull down other people and cancel other people. We live in a place where people don't want others to progress. As soon as someone in the family starts to make it, the others try to pull him down. We're like the man who was visited by an angel. The angel came to the man and said, I will give you whatever you want, but whatever you wish for, I will give your brother twice as much. Well, the man couldn't bear for his brother to get twice as much. He didn't know what to wish for. If he said, I want a house, it meant his brother would get two. He said, if I want a car, it meant his brother would get two. He said, if I, if I get money, my brother will get more. Hey, he didn't know what he would do. He thought and thought. And finally, he said to the angel, this is what I wish for. I wish to be blind in one eye. <laughs> then my brother will be blind in two. What? Some people are so intent on pulling down others, they don't realize they're pulling down themselves. If you won't allow your brother to count to nine, you won't be able to count to ten. 
God has not called you to curse other people. He's called you to bless and not curse. He's put the power of words in your mouth so that you may bless people and not curse them. But if you have bitterness in your heart, you won't be able to speak a good word of blessing to anybody. You won't speak life when your heart is full of death. The victory comes not by shutting your mouth, but by purifying your heart. The problem is most people don't know that the tongue cannot be controlled. They try to tame the tongue. They struggle and bite the tongue. But instead of taming it, they only end up as hypocrites. That's what happened to David. Listen to what he said in Psalm 39, 1 to 3. I said, I will watch my ways and keep my tongue from sin. I will put a muzzle on my mouth as long as the wicked are in my presence. But when I was silent and still, not even saying anything good. My anguish increased. My heart grew hot within me. And as I meditated, the fire burned, and then I spoke with my tongue. David's testimony is the same as ours. He promised to hold his tongue. He promised to put a muzzle on his mouth. He tried his best, but when his heart grew hot, he couldn't control his tongue. When he meditated within him, he let loose. And the same thing is true for all of us. Matthew 15, Jesus said, These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. What goes into a man's mouth does not make him unclean, but what comes out of his mouth, that is what makes him unclean. But the things that come out of the mouth come from the heart, and these make a man unclean. Jesus keeps repeating this same truth. Your words are a problem, but your heart is the cause of the problem. Your words are fruit, but your heart is the root. You can change your words temporarily, but until you change your heart, you won't solve your problem. You need a reset because you won't bear good fruit in 2022 till you purify your heart. That's why Proverbs 4 20 and 23 says, my son, pay attention to what I say. Listen closely to my words. Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. And that brings us to our third truth today. I must surrender all to Jesus to reset my words. That's how David ends his prayer in our scripture text for today. He surrenders to God and says, let my words and my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord. The only way to control your tongue and purify your heart is to surrender to God. Let his word and his truth fill you and his power will keep you. That's why David prayed in Psalm 119.11, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. And friend, this is the secret key to unlock the power of the tongue and reset your words. When you get your heart filled with God's word, it's that word of life that will come out in your speech. When you get your heart filled with God's love, it's that love that will come out in your speech. When you fill your heart with God's power, it's faith in that power that will come out in your words. Consider what the Bible says in Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is living, and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. 
You see, in this passage in Hebrews 4, the word used in the Greek language for double-edged is distemos, and that literally means two mouths. Here's a literal translation. The word of God is like a two-mouthed sword. What are the two mouths? The first is God's mouth as he speaks words of life to us, and the other mouth is your mouth as you speak God's word out. For when you speak the word of God, you are tapping into limitless power. There's great power in God's word, but we have to speak it to activate the power. We have to confess it out with our mouths in order for the power to be released so it can work for us. But here's the problem. You can't speak what's not in your heart. It's just mouthing words. You've got to have the word in your heart for the confession to bear fruit. That's the lesson we can learn from the true story of a woman in America named Kathy Biker. Kathy and her husband David woke up abruptly at 4 a.m. on August 9, 2011, to the sound of men shouting in their bedroom. As they struggled to awaken from sleep, they suddenly realized that two men, dressed all in black, were standing over their bed, wielding knives. Kathy closed her eyes hoping it was just a bad dream. But when she opened her eyes, the two men were still there and fear swept over her soul. The men grabbed Kathy and bound her with duct tape. She struggled to break free, but one of the men held a knife to her throat. Resistance could prove deadly, so all Kathy could do was let them tie her up. They wrapped the tape around her legs, then her hands, then her mouth, and finally over her eyes. They carried Kathy out of the house and threw her in the back seat of her car. Then they drove off. As they drove off into the darkness, one of the men continued to hold a knife to her throat. I'll kill you if you sit up, he shouted. Kathy knew he meant what he said. Kathy was totally helpless, snatched by kidnappers driving in the darkness with a knife to her throat, bound and gagged. There was absolutely nothing she could do to help herself. She was terrified and wondered if she would die. But it was then that she remembered there was something she could do. She could use her mouth to cry out to God. And in that instant, everything changed. You see, even though Kathy was still bound and captive, When she put her faith in the Lord, she set in motion the supernatural power that would set her free. The Lord began to move on Kathy, and she started speaking in tongues. Her mouth was shut with tape, but that could not stop her tongue from moving. She began pleading the blood of Jesus. She began quoting and confessing the word of God and God's truth. And the more she surrendered to the Holy Spirit, the more scriptures came to her mind. A supernatural peace washed over her entire being. The situation hadn't changed, but she had changed. She knew then that God was greater than her fear. Suddenly, without explanation, the driver stopped the car. He opened the door and dragged Kathy from the back. He dragged her body to a nearby telephone pole and tied her to the pole. Stay here, he said, or you will be killed. Then he left her. Kathy waited a few minutes till her abductor was out of sight. Then she began to wiggle and squirm. Instantly, the tape that was binding her broke loose. It was a miracle, Kathy says. It was strong solution tape, and it had been wrapped around me a couple of times. But the duct tape that was holding me to the pole ripped 
as I just put the slightest pressure on it. Kathy ran to the road, and before long, she'd been rescued by the police. She was taken home and reunited with her husband, David, and without even a scratch on her body. Eventually, her kidnappers were caught and imprisoned. Without any strength to fight, without any hope of rescue, Kathy found deliverance in nothing but the power of God. And when she spoke in tongues and declared the truth of God, she was set free. In Kathy's true story, we can all find strength and hope today. For you see, there is a name that is above every other name. It's the name of the living Son of God, the name of the giver of life, the name of the almighty Jesus Christ. And at his name, every knee must bow. At his name, every tongue must confess that he is Lord. In his presence, demons tremble and flee. In his name, sickness disappears. In his blood, sins are washed away. And when we speak his name and speak his word, the weak become strong, the dead become alive, and the weary are revived. You can experience the same deliverance that Kathy experienced when you put your trust in the Lord and speak words of life. That's the very message Kathy herself wants you to know. Listen to her words. There are a lot of people who are going through things spiritually that I went through physically, she says. They're bound up. They're being held hostage. The devil does that. He doesn't play fair. He hates us all. And God is there to rescue us all. I can testify God is there at the hardest times we can imagine. He's not just there for me. He's there for everyone. That's Kathy's message, and it's my message to you today as well. In your darkest hour, when you're weak and helpless, God's power is enough to save and deliver you. You don't have the strength to face the challenges of life on your own. But God always has enough strength. And when we speak his word, we share in his strength and share in his life. Friends, it's time we got our hearts so full of God's word that no matter what happens, we automatically speak faith to every circumstance. It's time to get our hearts so full of love that no matter what anyone does, we automatically bless others with our words. It's time to get our hearts so full of God's truth that we only speak the truth. For when our hearts are full of God and our mouths speak forth his word, our lives will be blessed beyond measure. That's why God tells us in Joshua 1.8, do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. If you want to be prosperous and have good success in 2022, then you need to meditate on God's word. Let it fill your heart. And what you've stored in your heart will come out of your mouth. And that word, God's word, will come to pass. For there's great power in your words. Your tongue will direct your life. You can speak the answer to any situation when you speak God's word. You can speak hope to any situation when you speak God's word. You can speak the truth by speaking God's word. Your mouth can bring forth life when your heart is filled with God's life. Many of us today are struggling with our words. You can look back at 2021 and realize that 
You've spoken a lot of negative words, but there's hope. You can reset your words. You can ask God to purify your heart right now and commit to putting his word firmly in your heart. When you do, you will have provided the fuel for your mouth to speak life. But first, you have to ask God to come and cleanse you. You have to ask him to change your heart from hatred to love, from selfishness to service, from get to give. Like the psalmist, you have to open your mouth and pray, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will return to you. My tongue will sing loud of your righteousness, O Lord. Open my lips and my mouth will declare your praise. God's not asking you to pretend. He's not asking you to speak well in public while you harbor bitterness in your heart. Even sinners can pretend. They can flatter and speak softly all the while they plot evil in their mind. But God is seeking true change in you. He calls on you today to reset your heart, reset your mind, reset your words. And when you do, you will reset your life. You will release the supernatural in 2022. You'll enter a new dimension of power and favor and blessings when you reset your words. Father, in the name of Jesus, give us grace to hear and receive your truth today. Change us, O Lord. Change our hearts so that our words will be transformed. Take out the hate. Give us love. Take out the bitterness. Give us grace. Take out the selfishness. Give us service to you and others. Take away grumbling from our mouth by taking away complaining from our heart. Transform us, Lord, that in this year, we will reset our heart, reset our words, and reset our life to release the supernatural. We thank you by faith in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. God bless you for listening to this message. Reverend Richard C. Whitcomb is the senior pastor of Agape House, New Testament Church in East Lagon. If you are ever in Accra, we would like you to worship with us on Saturday night at 6 p.m. or on Sunday at 7.30, 9.30 or 11.30 a.m. You will have an awesome experience. Yeah.